the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joined by Congressman Mike Gallagher. He's a member of the House Armed Services Committee. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Well, you know, I've had better weeks, Hugh. We don't need to talk about football. I just feel no, like I sent you an article. Did you see the article? I did see the article, Hugh. Now... Do you know why we have you on at 33 minutes after the hour? Because uh, 33 was my number in basketball, so it's lucky. No, because it's okay. the third segment, and if it was the fourth segment, you wouldn't go for it. <laughs> oh, Hugh, 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 Hugh. I'm not sure you're in a position to be saying these They walked off the oh. field with Aaron Rodgers. They had no confidence in Aaron Rodgers. Unbelievable. I mean, I'm sure what I want to know is I'm sure there was some like Moneyball stats nerd whispering on the floor's ear saying, you know, you have a, a two percentage point chance uh, better uh, of winning with this move. But it just defies common logic. I, everyone assumed we were in four down territory there and you had to score anyways, even if you kick the field goal. I do not understand it. But the reality is we lost that game long before. That play just blown. But Mike, why didn't he run for it? He had the bootleg into the end zone. I know, Hugh. This will be one of the greatest counterfactuals in NFL history. Oh, don't you start using that counterfactual word either. President Biden used that. That's a Chris Hayes word. That's a terrible word. Hey, uh, but anyway, we have you on in the third segment because you will go for it. Fourth segment, he won't play. He's a Packers fan. Uh, So let's talk about this article I sent you. From the South Asia Post. Now, I read the South China Morning Post every day because it's sort of Chai Com light, right? It's not hardcore Chai Com. And Eric Schmidt, who founded Google and is one of the most menacing people in the world when it comes to Intel. If you read Shoshana uh, Rosoff's book, The Rise of Secret Capitalism, uh, it's not very complimentary of Eric Schmidt. He wants the United States to help Google out. What do you make of this? Well, I actually uh, look at the report as um, somewhat encouraging, but just because it doesn't come from the hardcore China hawks. And it's really, if you dig into it, though, it's avoiding certain words like decoupling, which I'm not afraid to use. uh, It is saying some of the same things that we on the Cyberspace Solarium Commission said in our March 2020 report and in our supply chain white paper. Um, you know, for example, I mean, you think about this competition with China, uh, and so far, you know, the Biden administration has sig- signaled it's going to learn from the failures of the Obama administration when it comes to you know, going on the record agreeing with the genocide determination or, you know, the Secretary of Defense agreeing with the, the premise of Trump's defense strategy that China's the number one security threat. But values in defense are only two elements of that competition. There's a third that's just as, if not more important, and that's technology. And technology is in many ways the trickiest of the three to manage because there's so much pushback 
from the business community that has entrenched interests in doing business with the CCP. Now, the Trump administration made critical headway on this front through actions taken at the Department of Commerce, including Huawei, putting Huawei on the entities list and, uh, and strongly enforcing it through something called the Foreign Direct Product Rule. It also slapped export control on controls on items going to military end users in the CCP. But it's an open question whether Biden will continue that competitive approach. And there's a real risk he could slide back into the previous status quo on tech, uh, which would undermine the rest of his China approach. Uh, for example, yesterday, the, the nominee to head commerce wouldn't commit to keeping specific controls on Huawei. So this is something we have to look at closely. The one area where I might disagree with Schmidt's comments is that I think we need to think about it more as Google needs to start helping America rather than vice versa. I mean, I think we need a productive relationship with our tech champions here in the United States, but these companies have to think of themselves first and foremost as American companies. And we've seen, particularly with Google, a troubling tendency to sell out American values in order to make a buck in China. So, you know, Congressman, I, I had a chance to ask Mark Zuckerberg at dinner one night, a bunch of questions. My first question was rather blunt. Are you a patriot? And I believe Mark was a little bit offended, maybe a lot offended. And he said, of course I am. Do you know what we do for DOD? And he went on a long conversation, which was informative. But that is my question about big tech. And when Eric Schmidt produces a report or a group led by him produces a report that says Washington needs to help big tech, I begin by thinking, wait a minute, big tech is out of control in the United yeah. States. Uh, and I, I have been reading a book by a, a Harvard Business School professor emeritus, uh, Shoshana Zuboff, called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. That's just absolutely chilling, Congressman. And I don't know that anybody quite understands the breadth and depth of the power residing in Silicon Valley. And I'm not sure we want to help them do anything except maybe expropriate them. And that I'm a hardcore free market guy, but they now have too much information about us. Yeah, it's, very, it's a very difficult dilemma because we're going to need our best and brightest in the tech sector to win the competition against China. But, you know, we can't win the competition against China by out-China-ing China. You know, if we go further down this road of trying to control our own citizenry, trying to surveil our own citizenry, we're going to wake up one day with a social credit score system that's similar, if not identical, to what the CCP is trying to implement uh, in their country. So, um, you know, I totally would you explain with, what that is a social credit score? Because we got Steelers fans listening. Yeah. Well, basically every, if you're a, a Chinese citizen, everything you do online or otherwise uh, is monitored with incredibly intrusive surveillance tools. Uh, and that is factored into a social credit course score system. Think, you know, just like your credit score in the United States, except it governs everything you do as a human being and that determines your standing with the party and determines, you know, where, whether you get access to, um, you know, a variety of things in your daily life. And uh, it's very uh, Orwell. It's, uh, it's part of this increasing trend of techno-totalitarianism that we're seeing the CCP implement. And this is a critical point, Hugh, because Xi Jinping and the rest of the CCP firmly believe that they can succeed where their communist pressure, uh, predecessors, particularly the Soviet Union, has failed in large part because of the advances that they have made with technology and the ability for technology to allow them to control not only their own citizens, 
but citizens of other countries around the world. This is a model that is not just being used for domestic control, but a model that they want to export around the world. They firmly believe uh, that they can succeed where their predecessor has failed. And this is something people don't often uh, remember. And it's not just Xi Jinping. It's also the head of key Chinese companies like Alibaba and others. Uh, this is sort of their secret sauce. And it's very dangerous. It's un-American. Uh, it's antithetical to the values that the free world has long held dear. And it's something we need to be on guard against. And it's something we need our tech companies to understand Otherwise, we are going to go down that road and we don't want to. Now, they, they do. If you believe Professor Zuboff and she is a neo-Marxist lefty. So there is some suspicion on my part. Uh, big tech minds are behavioral surplus. That is all the data that is generated uh, in the process of our using the Web. Every search, every product purchase, everything that you watch, everything that you listen to. And indeed, this is a stunner, Congressman. Five percent of the apps that we download and the terms of agreement that we sign, 5% of them include consent for them to automatically turn on your recording on your cell phone, record and use your voice. That is in the terms of conditions of 5% of app. So we have this techno giant growing that I look over to China and see what they're doing, which is, uh, you know, nudge theory. They are behavior modification experts and think to myself, we got to get a handle on Silicon Valley before we worry about stopping the Chinese because our people are doing it as well. Do you share my concern? I do share your concern, and I would add uh, another to it. Uh, even where the United States produces uh, software domestically that we feel like we can trust, uh, where there are clear terms of use, uh, where you can opt out of, of things like that quite easily, uh, often the hardware on which the software runs is produced abroad, particularly in China. And we are critically dependent on um, Chinese manufacturing still. Even in the wake of all the lessons learned in uh, the pandemic, uh, we have supply chains that lead back to Beijing that are infected with Chinese vulnerabilities. And it is going to take years, if not decades, of sustained work to shore up those supply chains and disentangle them from China. I mean, we, we don't, let me put it differently, you know, we, we don't, China doesn't have this problem. Uh, the CCP has an industrial base strategy, you know, made in China 2025. Their goal is to dominate these industries. We have a huge dependency that is an advantage for them. And until we achieve a more secure supply chain and remain competitive, uh, we are going to be struggling uh, to deal with our own companies or to create new companies or just to give Americans some sense of confidence that when they go online, they're not going to be surveilled by you know, a company or, or the Chinese Communist Party. It is a huge problem. And I know people get very nervous when we throw around words like industrial policy and things like that. But there are areas where we are going to have to take decisive action to onshore or nearshore the production of hardware and software in order to secure our supply chain. Hey, hey let me go further. I use the word expropriation. Uh, now, we know what the market value of Facebook and Google are, and that's a $5 trillion investment. It would bring quite a return. But I do believe these warehouses of data, this vast volume of data that has been accumulated, is a national security threat and is a liberty threat. And I don't know that armed services has jurisdiction over big tech, but certainly there are places where your committee intersects with big tech, correct? 
This is correct, and there are things we've done in the NDAA to try and get a handle on this. One thing to put on your radar, which is getting ignored because it's such a niche position, um, is whoever the Biden administration nominates to head the Commerce Department's Bureau of Industry and Security, this might actually be one of the single most important positions for China tech competition. And it's critical that they staff that position with an individual that has a sober-minded understanding of the threat, who can work with the Armed Services Committee to make sure that we can shore up these vulnerabilities. The final thing, Hugh, is I know there's you know a lot of conservatives right now are on the bash big tech train, and they certainly make it easy because they've been selling us out. Um, we have to just guard against um, the temptation to over-regulate big tech because government domination, well, I actually think uh, exacerbate this problem, uh, reduce free speech, uh, and potentially result in less competition uh, and a less friendly environment for the American consumer going forward. You and I need to have a longer conversation about that because I'm kind of on the opposite of that. However, the fourth segment's coming up, and I know you got to run to the sidelines. Uh, so, uh, wow, <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, too that... you. Too it's not too soon. Oh, there goes Mike. Thank you, Congressman Mike Gallagher, Green Bay Packers fan. Never around for the fourth quarter. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.